na 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 no nose world na 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 no nose world da 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 that's no nose world hello my true beauties and welcome to my fifth official podcast episode how are we all doing today good great awesomeness the exact opposite either way is a-okay but i still hope that my ramblings will help you feel just a little bit better as you all probably heard in the intro i am here with a very special guest so special guest (laughs) feel free to introduce yourself hello everybody my name is kalina i'm here with nawadia we're doing a podcast today super excited to be here hope y'all doing okay um and yeah thanks girl for adding me on (laughs) (laughs) nice super excited to have you here and she's a really good friend of mine so i already know that we're gonna have a bomb discussion today we already started before we even hit record on the podcast we were catching up and got carried away but before we get started i want to make sure that i let you know that this is a safe space free of judgment and i want you to say whatever you feel that you need to say or whatever is weighing on you because as maya angelou said there is no greater agony than bearing an untold story inside you i would also like to point out that my goal for these episodes is for them to be as real raw and transparent as possible so i want us to be 100 percent honest no matter how heavy the subject matter may get but i also don't want you to share anything that would make you uncomfortable afterwards although i am obligated to point out that sometimes we have to be uncomfortable to heal and grow Lastly, I just want to say that I don't want to censor my guests, but this is an all-age friendly podcast, meaning that we have younger people and older people that we have to respect. So let's try to keep the language as clean as possible, although I know you don't curse anyway, (laughs) and this conversation shouldn't warrant any bad language. Just saying all this because these are the unofficial official guidelines for when I have guests on the episodes. So, you ready to get started? Yes, ma'am. Nice. get it. (laughs) All right, well, without further ado, let's get into it. So you know what we're talking about today, but the listeners don't, of course. So to fill you all in, we are going to be talking about our faith. More specifically, Mm -hmm. the fact that we would consider our faith to be pretty strong, even though we're both still so young and Mm -hmm. in the prime of our youth. And I wanted to talk about this with you today because most people don't find people in their youth, right? They don't find Jesus Mm -hmm. in their youth, not people. Um, (laughs) uh, Most people don't find him or decide that they are active members of Christianity or active believers or active faith practices Mm -hmm. until they are well into adulthood. Mm -hmm. So to kick things off, I want to start by asking you, what is the earliest memory you have of being in church or in a church or in a church service? Um, Probably the earliest memory I have is actually when I got baptized in January of 2010. And I remember I was sitting there, you know, I was thinking about getting baptized for like a few weeks before that. And, you know, obviously I was like a little bit of a shy kid. So I was like, I don't know if I'm going to walk down the aisle, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, I just remember like just, I don't even know. I just felt really led by the spirit to just get up there and be like, you know what? I give my life to Jesus. You know what I'm saying? And my parents are like, are you sure, Kalina? And I'm like, yes, I'm sure. And so when I got up, I walked down the aisle. My grandma, who I didn't even know was there, she was like, that's and all that stuff and like you know that kind of encouraged me even more and things like that to do it and honestly after that like I really felt like I had although I was very young I felt like I did something that was gonna last forever Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying Mm -hmm. and like wouldn't just be 
in this earth, but will be like counted for like eternity essentially. Mm -hmm. And I just really felt good and felt, you know, very assured of myself and like assured of who God was and things like that. And yeah, that's really it. That's (laughs) where it kind of began, I guess you could say. Mm -hmm. Um, So my first memory of being in church actually is probably around the same time as yours or probably before. Mm -hmm. But um, my first memory of being in a church service is actually me sleeping through that service. (laughs) Um, Funny that this conversation is about how strong our faith is mm-hmm. at such a young age. My it's first grown, memory, you guys. yeah, it's grown. right. <laughs> it's not still like that, I promise. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, we used to go to this church called St. Michael's, and like mm-hmm. that's my earliest memory of church is being there. And mm-hmm. and I remember when service started, I was laying on my mom's lap, and I went to sleep, and I woke up. And, like, she wasn't there. She didn't leave me, guys. But <laughs> but um, I remember, like, seeing those bright red pews. And mm-hmm. I remember, like, walking around trying to find my mom. And right. I remember, like, everyone singing and things like that. But, yeah, my earliest memory of going to church is sleeping through the services because I was little. Right, <laughs> so right. that gives you guys an idea of when I started going to church, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, so growing up, if you went to church because you can be Christian and not regularly attend services, mm-hmm. although I'm sure you did attend services, mm-hmm. um, did you like going to church? Were you the type of kid to sleep through service like me? <laughs> did you mm-hmm. not like it at all? What was going to church like for you when you were younger? Um, When I was younger, going to church... You know, because, like, I didn't really understand the concept of faith. Like, it was like, oh, I'm just doing this to because my parents are. You know what right. I'm saying? So I just was, like, going to church here and there, you know, sitting through, not really listening to what they were saying. But, you know, taking heed of a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Like, I went to children's church. Occasionally, I was such a shy kid. I didn't talk to anybody. <laughs> but I did, when I was in children's church, listening to, like, mm-hmm. the songs they were singing, what they were saying. Um, you know, and probably didn't understand fully or comprehend what they were doing. But now I look back at it and it's like, oh, that stuff is like still kind of in me. Like what I was taught, you know what I'm saying? Even though I wasn't consciously like understanding or comprehending Mm -hmm. in that moment, like it still kind of stayed with me. And like now it's like growing and things like that. And so, yeah, that was like, you know, I, I went to church, you know, I moved a lot. So a lot of times when I moved, it kind of like, you know, halted different instances where I did go to church. But ultimately, I think that I did. I I always, you know, had a conscious of like God and like, Mm -hmm. you know, knowing him and things like that. Of course, with the pandemic now, we weren't able to go to church. But I have to admit, during quarantine was really when I redirected my walk with God, because although I did get baptized January, Mm -hmm. I think it's 2010, I'm going to just say that's the (laughs) range, you know what I'm saying? I don't want to be like, that's exactly the year, but it was around that time. Um, You know, I fell off on a lot of things. Mm -hmm. I got kind of twisted, wrapped up in like, you know, this world, the Mm -hmm. materialistic things of it, you know, done some things, said some things, you know, did things I shouldn't have been doing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I knew in the back of my head, God was always real, but I never really came to that reality of like, you know, starting a real relationship with him. And then until really quarantine and really, yeah, last year, mm-hmm. I redirected my faith walk. And I had a lot of like, I I learned more about God when I was by myself with him, yeah, opening up his word, sure. reading about him, you know, looking up YouTube videos, trying to understand this than I ever have like mm-hmm. in church. Not saying that church isn't effective because, you know, it's good to congregate with, you know, the fellow right. body. 
But I learned so much about him just in, like, intimate space with him. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So I want to say that that's, like, the main um, place where my faith with him really grew. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's my little, like, you know, church, not in church, Mm -hmm. kind of, like, development of my faith process, I guess you could say. Yeah, for sure. When I was younger, I wasn't really a big fan of church either, mm-hmm. which I feel like is a big thing for all little kids. Cause yeah. Like, I feel like it may or may not be rare um, mm-hmm. for little, little kids to really be super yeah. into church and really understand what's going on. Yeah. Um, I feel like they have to be really in tune mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> with like their spirituality at a young age to really understand mm-hmm. it and be like, yeah, let's go to church today. So for yeah. me, when I was younger, it was kind of just like... Like, here we go again. Mm-hmm. Like, and then um, church back then, service started early. Like, right. at the church I go to now, we don't start till 1230, which is great. Right. But back then when I was younger, this little kid having to get up at, like, 7 in the morning mm-hmm. to make it to, like, 830, 9 o'clock service mm-hmm. just to sit there and not even know what was going on. Right. So, that's kind of what church was like for me um, back then, which is what it's like for um, most kids. So, the next question, which you kind of touched on a little bit, but I'm sure you can get... Um, um, mm-hmm. a little more in depth is what is church like for you now? Like going to services, um, today, not necessarily today because Corona, but in recent years, what has that been like for you? Um, so I'm a, you know, go back and give a little context. Like before church, you know, I didn't really understand a lot of the concepts because, you know, I, I was still growing in my mindset, mm-hmm. like kind of grasping those things was like hard when I was younger Mm -hmm. but I do realize that like those seeds that were planted like were planted for a reason the bible talks about training up a child the way they should go that Mm -hmm. way they won't depart from it and like I saw that in my life you know what I'm saying Mm -hmm. like although I didn't know fully what was happening when I was like seven eight you know what I'm saying right now it's like I'm growing up and it's like wait a minute these are like seeds that were planted Mm -hmm. that are now like in the flourishing process you know and so like church for me right now it's like um (laughs) (laughs) ignore that in the background guys (laughs) church for me right now honestly um you know I go to church and things like that like you know the times that we can of course with COVID is Mm -hmm. kind of harder but I want to say that church is obviously important but I do recognize that there is a change happening in, in church you know what I'm saying like I'm starting to like recognize how certain churches aren't all the way for God and, like, you know, are using God for, you know, mm-hmm. monetary reasons they shouldn't be and, like, how some churches are real. And then it's, like, it's such, like, a divide happening, which mm-hmm. is, like, really unfortunate, honestly. But I do believe that this is, like, a process of separating the wheat from the tares, the wheat, you know, true people of God, tares, people who aren't, you know, representing God in the right way or really being true or honest with him. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of my standpoint on church right now not saying that you know church is bad but I do think that a lot of things especially you know starting in 2020 are being revealed through the church and Mm -hmm. things like that so it's interesting to see but you know God he he's a truthful God and I do believe Mm -hmm. that he's allowing this to happen for a reason Mm -hmm. really exposing a lot of things Mm -hmm. um, for the betterment of the true body of Christ so yeah, but there are good churches out there. You know, right. I, I pop up here and there, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, <laughs> I, I try to go as much as I can and things like that and, you know, just really stay close to God. But, yeah, that's really it for me. Yeah, for sure. Um, Going to church for me now, um, it's it's nice for me, actually. Mm-hmm. My church is open. 
in the midst of the pandemic we're not like a super huge church so it's manageable to have everyone spread out and we can have our regular services and what I do pride my church on actually I feel like I don't want to say lenient but we do have a lenient pastor like Mm -hmm. he's not the kind of pastor that's like all of your dresses have to be to your ankles Mm -hmm. and and you can't wear earrings or makeup Mm -hmm. and and things like that or like your hair has to be like this way like they're really Mm -hmm. not um those kind of people my pastor my first lady like they're really not like that and you don't see that oftentimes in Mm -hmm. churches especially in churches with pastors that were raised in an old school Mm -hmm. church and Mm -hmm. so they really are non-judgmental and i love that about them they have Mm -hmm. fun they joke around with us it's like a family Mm -hmm. type of atmosphere and so i feel like that's really um hard to find sometimes in churches and going back to what you said about um noticing that a lot of churches aren't really after god's word the way that they mm-hmm. say they are i feel yeah. like that goes into that whole notion of like church hurt mm. and um i can't remember who was having this discussion but i was a part of some discussion where they were talking about um church hurt and they were just saying to like remember that like it's not the church that hurt you is the people that were in the church i feel like my first lady said mm. that but i was like that is that is a good observation, so I like actually. Them, I like to call them self-proclaiming Christians who mm-hmm. say, oh, I'm a Christian, but go completely yeah. against what exactly. the word of God says. Exactly. You know exactly. what I'm saying? So I'm just Hypocritical. like, Hypocritical. You know, come on now. Period. Jesus talks about this. <laughs> you know, it talks about how if you're going to, you know, judge your brother mm-hmm. who has a speck in his own mm-hmm. eye, take the log out of your own so you could see the speck that your brother mm-hmm. or your sister mm-hmm. have. And help them out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Don't be a hypocrite in your judgment right. or anything like that or in what you do in general. Exactly. You know so. what they say? People in glass houses should not throw stones. Or mm. or if we're going to talk about what Jesus said, mm. he who is without sin cast the first stone. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of people, not even just Christians, like people in general, but especially older Christians, mm. I feel like they forget about that. And mm. they forget that they were once young and they were sinning and that they sin when they go home, actually, because none of us are perfect so i feel like a lot of a lot of people really forget about that and so we're too quick to condemn others for what they're doing or we're too quick to say like i may sin but my sin isn't as bad as their sin you know what right. i mean jesus died on exactly. one cross for all sin. <laughs> exactly exactly that's it exactly so we have a really bad habit of doing that yeah but i think that like um what is it called like you know the bible talks about judging righteously Mm -hmm. and correcting and love Mm -hmm. and things like that and how love is truth and love doesn't rejoice in iniquity and things like that so i do think like correcting people for the betterment of them not in like a malicious way is Mm -hmm. good and important but um sorry y'all yeah (laughs) try to ignore that right but um you know i think that's important but you have to also like People have to also understand you can't go around condemning people because it's like Jesus said he didn't come into the world to condemn the world, but that the world might be saved through him. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So, yeah, exactly. He didn't come for the people that didn't really need his help like um he said i am the physician exactly exactly because it's like if you're perfectly healthy then you don't go to the doctor like if you're fine like there's nothing wrong but if you're sick or you have like the stomach flu yeah then you go to the doctor so like jesus's whole notion was that i'm not here for those of you that are already saved like i am here to help those who need my help absolutely to get there yeah and and, like i came to call the not the righteous but sinners 
exactly. so repentant. Exactly. Yeah. And then, like, that's another thing that a lot of us, like, can't wrap our head around, like, how he can use, like, people that we would deem as sinners Absolutely. to do his work. So, like... I mean, look at Boom Gang, you know? Mm-hmm. He, he goes by mm-hmm. John Bonner now, but, like... He literally, like, you know, he's gotten baptized recently. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've, I'm pretty sure a majority of people may have seen, you know, what he's done in the past right. and things like that. But, you know, God really changed his life around. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? He's a walking testimony that regardless of where you came from or your past, literally God wants you where you are so he can transform right. you and clean you up. People think that you have to come to God all dressed up, mm-hmm. you know, put your, you know, stuff that you got going on in the background. You know right. what I'm saying? No, he wants you to come with to him with all of your burdens. He said, right. come to me. All he, ye who are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take upon me. My okay. yoke is easy come and my burden is these light. Verses, girl. Yes, he said, come to mm-hmm. me, like with everything. And he's going to really transform you, change you, make you into the likeness of him. You know, right. have that mind of Christ that's essentially better for you. You know right. what I'm saying? So, yeah. Yeah, for sure. We love that. <laughs> we love Jesus. He's amazing. <laughs> As we should. Uh-huh. Um, so the next question is, you are very active at your church, as am I. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, I know that we both praise dance. Uh-huh. So what got you into praise dancing, and what is your favorite thing about praise dancing? Okay, this is so crazy that you bring this up, because I just <laughs> got. I was just talking to the leader from one of my praise dance teams. Mm-hmm. Sorry, guys. That's the window, I think. But I was just talking to the leader for one of my praise dance teams. So what really kind of got me into like, you know, wanting to praise dance and things like that was, you know, wanting to express my gratitude to God through like my movement and things like that and like dancing and all of those things. And honestly, I just wanted to try it out. I thought it really looked, you know, intriguing and things like that. And I was like, okay, this is interesting, you know, and that's kind of how I got into it at my church. And yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, When I first made it to the church that I'm at right now, um, I was 12 Mm -hmm. when we first joined, actually. Um, So that was in, like, 2014. And I don't know how it happened, but I think they asked if I could praise dance. And my mom was like, she Mm -hmm. sure can. (laughs) She sure can. (laughs) And so that's really what first got me um, into praise dancing. But Mm -hmm. I stuck with it and I still do it because I love like all things like dancing and acting and like creative arts and things like that. But I don't like preach or I guess you can say I minister in a way, but I don't preach and I don't I don't write sermons. Mm. I can't really sing. I mean, I can, but I don't think that would be great for anybody (laughs) at the service. (laughs) So but and so dancing is like my way um outside of words because we all know i can talk all day long Mm -hmm. um it's my way outside of words to really show like my gratitude for god and like my love for him and to it's like my gift to him because he gives me so many gifts and so many blessings Mm -hmm. and so it's like a performance for him i don't know if that's a good Mm -hmm. word but it's like you know what i mean it's like a demonstration to say like i appreciate all that you do really just exactly exactly like this is the best way that i can because i don't sing or write sermons so like here you know what i mean because we don't all have to praise him or Mm -hmm. or serve him in the same way and so like that's my particular way to do that Mm -hmm. um so 
as we can all probably assume, and it won't be a surprise because you've been dropping verse gems on us this whole time. You actually have a Bible verse in your Instagram bio. It is 1 John chapter 4, verses 18 through 19. I sure did. (laughs) Would you like to talk about that and maybe tell us why you picked those particular verses to go in your Instagram bio out of all of the ones that are in the Bible and obviously all of the ones that you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so I chose that verse because it talks about how perfect love casts out all fear and about how truthfully we, through Jesus, we've been like shown this agape, loving, unconditional love Mm -hmm. through, of course, his sacrifice on the cross and then dying and then resurrecting for us. And it's like, you know, it talked about that in kind of like in the beginning of the chapter of Mm first John four about how fear has to do with punishment. Right. And because Jesus came and literally gave us the opportunity to be excluded Mm -hmm. from eternal damnation, of course, you have to believe in him and those who believe will be saved, you know, repentance and all of that stuff and um, being given the Holy Spirit. But he excluded us from that eternal damnation and said, you have the chance of eternal life. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, he's done so many other things for us. But like that right there, really, I feel like exemplifies perfect love. Because who Mm -hmm. do you know? Who do you know comes down (laughs) lower than the angels from his glory? Mm -hmm. I mean, he was still glorious in even human form. Mm -hmm. But who do you know comes down to us wretched sinners and be like, I'm going to do this for you because I want you to be reconciled with me for eternity. Like what love the father has to send his only son, begotten Mm -hmm. son, so that whoever to to this earth to die for Mm -hmm. us so that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Like, what love have you ever seen? Right. And who y'all know giving up paradise for y'all? Okay. (laughs) No, literally. Like, and I just, I just honestly, like, Mm -hmm. you know, when I hear that verse and like talking about perfect love and how it casts out all fear, Mm because fear in the beginning of, of course, that um, chapter talks about it has to do with punishment. Like, I just feel like that really just backs up the whole gospel story of him really coming down and saving us and things like that. Of course, we have to, decide to follow him as well Mm -hmm. you know this whole thing where you know i don't want to get into different um topics (laughs) but um universalism is heretic thinking that Mm -hmm. oh everybody is saved no not everybody is saved you know what i'm saying it's a decision that you have to make and you know the opportunity is given to everybody but not everybody wants it Mm -hmm. not everybody wants to you know die to themselves daily you know take up their cross and follow him repent and be given the Holy Spirit and live, you know, righteously mm-hmm. according to God, of course, with his help, most definitely. Because without the Holy Spirit, shoo, huh? <laughs> I don't know how y'all, you know, going to live righteously. But the Holy Spirit truly, like, convicts and things mm-hmm. like that. And it talks about that in John, about how the Holy Spirit convicts concerning sin, judgment, and righteousness. And really keeps you on track. But I just really love that. And then towards the end of it, it talks about we love him because he first loved us. Uh-huh. And I think that that goes into like the num- the top commandments Jesus gave us, which is like love God with all your heart, mind, body, and soul. And then the second is love your neighbor as you love yourself. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I just think that that verse right there just really is just so amazing and beautiful and is an, an amazing reminder because a lot of the time in this earth, you could get really wrapped up in it mm-hmm. and, you know, fear certain things. But it's like perfect love casts out all fear. Right. And he's given us perfect love. Mm-hmm. So we have essentially nothing to fear. For sure. Not even fear itself, not the enemy, not anything like that because we have the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, you know? 
So, yeah. That's why I chose that. A lot of thought went into it. And it, like, I see. you know what I'm saying? And, mm-hmm. like, it encourages me whenever I read it. And I'm like, you know what? If somebody comes across this verse, right. it may intrigue them. And they may want to look into, okay, right. what is this? You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So, yeah. Okay, so those were some pretty chill warm-up questions to kind of get us in warm-up. the groove. Although, <laughs> although they were supposed to be, I think we have a habit of, of getting real deep. That's kind of yes. like how all our conversations go. Um. Yes, the first time I met her, we sat in the middle of the lounge in Macaulay and just started talking. Like, this was like the first day or the Literally. second day I knew her. And I was like, I like this girl. This is going to be my friend. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it's- First conversation we had was deep. And that's yes. just how it always goes. Yes. Like, we were sitting here, like, talking and chatting up for an hour before Literally. we were like, let's start recording before right. we were here right. all day. Right, right, so that's Absolutely. just how- So those are supposed to be some warm-up questions. Uh-huh. But with us, there's never really a warm-up. We always kind of just get into it. So to start off this time, mm-hmm. I'm going to start by asking you why. Why are you a Christian? And I know that beyond being raised in a Christian household, you hold your own beliefs and your own stance on Christianity. So mm-hmm. why is that? Um, so really, my curiosity of like, you know, there being more to my being and like life after just this temporary life. Because in the past, you know, I've experienced a lot of death and, you know, family and even mm-hmm. friends and things like that. And I'm like, there has to be more than this fragile life that we tend to hang on to Mm -hmm. and like obsess over you know what i'm saying so i like i need some more like substance you know what i'm saying or understanding of substance and then that's where really the fingerprint of god came in and um you know i always knew about god you know things like that my mother and my father of course they you know raised me in a way to you know have me understand him and have a foundation of god but really like you know as i get older like i get more curious about you know the deeper and more you know heavier weights of things and stuff like that and you know I went to different forms of like you know explaining this mm-hmm. all like I used to read certain books about like you know mythology all of these things and kind of got into like that whole vampire werewolf <laughs> kind of phase and you know obviously that didn't end well because those things are you know of God obviously and mm-hmm. not really of the true spirit and I realized that So, you know, after that, I really went to God and like, you know, he truthfully revealed himself to me in so many instances in my life. Like recently in January, I just got into a tragic car accident and, you know, that just justified what I already knew, but really clarified how fragile this life Mm -hmm. is. And it was like, I literally like the last thing that I thought about when we, cause we, it was on a highway. So like, you know, we're going fast, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And the last thing I thought about was Jesus because I was like, there has to be more than this. You know what I'm saying? Like, this can't be just it. Right. And, you know, he, of course, protected me because, like, our, the car was totaled, completely right. totaled. Like, there would have been no way somebody would have came out of there without any broken bones or right. anything like that. But me, and not only me, but me and my dad came out of there without any broken bones or anything like that. No blood, no nothing. And I was just like, this this is God right here. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? His angels, like, protecting us and things like that. And, you know, all the verse that I heard, it's in Isaiah, or it's one of those, it's one of the Old Testament books, but it talks about, touch not thou anointed. And that was a verse that constantly kept on playing in my head after that. And I was, like, hysterical, you know. My dad, he passed out. Like, I was just like, Jesus, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, 
of course, my dad is still here, thank God. But it was literally him who protected us and things like that. And like I kept on hearing, touching out thou anointing and all those things. And, you know, it just even justified what I already knew to be true, which is the reality of God. And so um, I just realized, you know, and even before then, like I've experienced different like spiritual occurrences in my life that, you know, couldn't be explained by this, you know, superficial, materialistic, monetary, temporary life. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And I just knew God was real. And I was just like, I want to go deeper into this. Mm-hmm. And like ever since then, it's like as I go out or throughout my life, like it's like I get deeper and deeper and deeper with him. And you know, really know what love is and like true relationship and all of those things. And like, you know, even before then I had a lot of depression issues going on. I Mm -hmm. never really sought help because there's this like, you know, thing about, oh, I don't know. But if if you need help, you're like, you're weak or you're crazy. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. But literally God, when I tell you, he healed me from that spirit that I was dealing with a depression. Like I went through suicidal thoughts, Mm -hmm. all of these things. It was, it was a dark time for me. And, you know, it was like, he was like my crying help, literally. Like, he was just like the one that was, I was like, I'm reaching to you, Lord, mm-hmm. you know, help me. You know what I'm saying? And ever since I really redirected and started my walk with Christ, I have not been happier than before. I'm not going to say that it's been easy because, mm-hmm. you know, I, I believe in spiritual warfare. I've dealt with a lot of those things, you know what I'm saying? But God has really protected me and really like girded me up and is still girding me up for whatever is to come and like really building me and he's just he's just shown so much to me and I'm just like I know too much to turn away right. you know what I'm saying like right. I was like Lord show me you he was like my mm-hmm. last crying you know call and things like that and he really has just been healing me from the inside out continuously and I just I, I just, I, I'm at a loss for words. Literally, <laughs> the Bible talks about like our human limitations can't even understand the vastness and the fullness of God. And it's just like, he's, he's real. Like mm-hmm. I, like I'm a living testimony most definitely, but that's kind of like what started it. Like my curiosity and mm-hmm. also like a lot of mental health issues that I, you know, this world wasn't helping me with, mm-hmm. you know, I, I didn't feel like I had help from anybody. So it was like, I called for God and really just, he 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 has shown up and shown up. Okay. <laughs> Period. Period. I love the Lord. So yeah. But yeah, um if somebody asked me like why I was a Christian, of course, like you said, like mm-hmm. it started off young and mm-hmm. parents like taking you to church and things like that, but that's not really what makes it stick. Like I feel mm-hmm. like a lot of people, especially our age, are Christian by like obligation mm-hmm. you know because they were raised in a Christian household yeah, or like if you really ask exactly so yeah. like if you ask them why it's like well because my parents make me go to church and it's because they make mm-hmm. me pray before we eat and things like that but um I'm a quote unquote Christian <laughs> because I, I don't know I have my own relationship with God, God. Absolutely. like there are a number of Sundays where I would go to church even if my parents don't go now because right. like my mom works on Sundays now so they can't always go and and I'm still trying to go like even if they don't so like it's for me now it's not for them or because of them and mm-hmm. so at this juncture in my life I just I really have my own relationship with him and he is someone to me Mm -hmm. and I know that when I speak he hears me and I know that when you know I need him he's there right that's why yeah absolutely for sure absolutely 
Um, so when has your faith been or when is it at its prime? Like when is your faith at its highest? Um, truthfully, like I said, I really redirected my walk with Christ, you know, during quarantine. So I want to say that it really kind of sparked there because, mm-hmm. you know, um, before I feel like I was in a sense kind of like spiritually dead and then mm-hmm. it was like you know God he was like okay Kalina you got to get serious about right. this you know what I'm saying and I think quarantine although the pandemic is terrible you know what I'm <laughs> saying like I think quarantine was probably one mm-hmm. of the best things to happen to me in regards of like you know building my relationship with God so I feel like that was kind of like the spark that kind of started it mm-hmm. and now you know it's growing and things like that I do have hard days you know what I'm saying where it's like you know Lord I don't know what this is. Like, I'm struggling, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And he, of course, comes through. But, um, you know, it's it's a journey, you know what I'm saying? And I'm realizing that a lot of the times, God doesn't promise us a right. perfect life, you know what I'm saying? Especially in our walk with him. But he promises that he's going to be the strength even in that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He, he, he says, like, in our weaknesses, his strength will rest upon us. You know what I'm saying? So we will really see the power of God, right. you know, manifest in our lives. So, yeah. Yeah, that's my answer. <laughs> nice. Um, my faith was at its highest at Kairos, actually. Mm. And for those of you that don't know what Kairos is, it is a spiritual retreat for Catholic high schools that we go on. And I went on two Kairoses, actually. I went on K140 and K141. Um, I had to go on K140 because that was like my regular Kairos before I went on Kairos as a leader. And at K141, when I was a leader, it was just the spirit of God was thick in there. Mm. Like you could really tell like Kairos is really just a place for you to really be vulnerable in your spirituality and who you are as a person. And so you're in like a room full of strangers, but like it doesn't feel like you're strangers. Like it's really a place where everybody opens up and it's like it's okay to cry and it's okay to be upset and like we're just there for each other. Mm. And I remember after I gave my speech, like I was just so tore up. Like I was Mm. bawling before I could even finish the speech. I was already bawling, but I was like, if I stop now, like I'm never going to get through it. So I was like reading it while I was crying. Mm. And I remember when I finished, I went to the side to try and get myself together. And I did. I was okay. I was like, right like the the tears are out like we're okay like i'm fine Mm -hmm. but then this lady um that's a teacher at my school miss snow she came Mm. up to me and she didn't say anything she just she just grabbed my hands and and i started bawling (laughs) all over again and i could tell that she was she was praying for me and she was just letting me know that she was there but when she grabbed my hands like i could feel god Mm. like like through her like I knew that it it wasn't just her and I knew that like God was there and he was maybe like sending her to me or something like that and mm. I don't really know how to describe it that those are one of those moments that you really have to be in but it was just like I could feel God mm. through her like when she, she touched like me yeah like when mm. she touched me and she grabbed my hands like it sent a shiver through my body and wow. I started bawling and she didn't even say anything to wow. me she just came over and she just grabbed my hands and just let me know that she was there and that like God I was with me and things like that so like kairos was when my faith was at its highest if i had ever questioned whether god was really in my life before if he was really real before mm-hmm. that's when i knew for sure that he is exactly because yes. exactly it, it was like he was grabbing my hands not her yeah. and i just thought that was so crazy and i don't think i'll ever forget it absolutely yeah and honestly like um i want to kind of 
go really back in the day, you know what I'm saying, the 2002. Um, but, you know, I kind of said this in class, like, I think a few years ago. Mm-hmm. But my birth story is, like, you know, evidence of God in itself, you know what I'm saying? And, like, you know, my mother, you know, she... Well, both of my parents, actually, I'm not going to just say my mother, but it was like hard for them to, I guess, have a baby. Mm -hmm. You know, they were saying, oh, it's a certain amount of chance or Mm -hmm. percentage that you're not going to be able to have one. And, you know, my mother being the prayer warrior that she is, (laughs) she was like, Lord, 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 praying and praying Mm -hmm. and praying and everything like that. And then, of course, I come. But not only that, like even the delivery process of me was chaotic. It was like the enemy was like, boom, boom, boom. But God was like, not her. Not them, you know what I'm saying? Right. And Y'all in her business don't do that. Don't do that. Step back, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Let me stop. But um, yeah. Um, really, like when I was being delivered and things like that, you know, it was a very challenging delivery. My mother went and labor with me two days three two days before I was even born so y'all can know or understand that's like a prolonged process Mm -hmm. and labor is not you know a walk in the park so (laughs) it was a pretty hard thing and you know when I was coming out I went back in and then pushed out then came back in and all those things and you know I my I think our blood pressure was getting all whacked up you Mm -hmm. know my mother she you know had blood red red shot eyes I think you know what I'm saying bloodshot Mm -hmm. eyes or something like that like we were not in the state of being like she was it was just crazy you know what I'm saying I was about to go she was about to Mm -hmm. go but the Lord came through he worked through my grandmother and my grandmother was like push girl (laughs) and all these things and it was like here we are today so even then like before I was even able to understand anything Mm -hmm. like I knew God was even in my life then because there was no way the way that everything went like he wasn't a part of it or he Mm -hmm. wasn't orchestrating it of course not the bad parts but even through those hard trials which is what I'm going to say again he showed his strength and his his persevering power to us Mm -hmm. and in our lives and things like that and now it's like I can walk around and be like oh this is a testimony I have but even my mother's testimony Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying so yeah no for sure it is crazy you said that because I actually have a crazy birth story too Mm -hmm. like first of all I feel like um they call me like the miracle baby (laughs) right Um, I mean and first of all um I feel like um like, I've, I've said before, like, I feel like he was a part of my life even before I was here because yes. my mom did have, like, a number of miscarriages mm. before I came along. So, like, who's wow. to say that, like, you know, like, I couldn't have, like, I could have been one of those miscarriages. Mm. Like, it's not guaranteed that I had to be one of the ones to come through, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then when she was giving birth to me, it was just, like, everything was going wrong. Mm. like she was bleeding oh my goodness. and then she was losing like plasma or something like that oh my gosh. and she actually did flatline and wow. so they thought she was done they were like we don't think you're gonna make it i don't think it was to the point where they didn't think i was gonna make it i think i was gonna come through either mm-hmm. way but my mom she flatlined so wow. technically she was clinically dead mm. and she was just saying that she saw her grandma who who is dead who who is and was dead back then right she was saying that she was walking and there's like this light 
and she saw her grandma her grandma was like like come on sweetheart like just let go like it's all right like oh just, my goodness just come on like come on to heaven and things like wow. that and then she says that like jesus like came out and <sighs> and she saw him and she was like she was like no god like i can't go right now like i i have to be there i have two kids already right and then i have one on the way she was like they need me i have to be there for them mm-hmm. like growing up without a mother is hard and then mm-hmm. my dad, I was his first kid, so he right. really wouldn't have known what to mm-hmm. do, especially with two girls and one boy. So wow. she was just like, she was just saying that she was like pleading, and she was like, "I have to be there for them. They need me." And she was saying that like God actually like, um, he like nodded, like he like smiled at her and nodded, and then she woke up, no more flatlines. <laughs> And she was saying that she thinks that was, like, a test on her part, too. And she says that she thinks that um, God allowed her to come back to us because she prayed a non-selfish prayer. Mm-hmm. She said she feels like if she would have said, no, like, I'm not ready to go. I'm, you know, like, I don't want to mm-hmm. come to heaven yet. Like, I still have more life to live. She probably wouldn't have made it that day. But she says she thinks because her selfish, her selfish, because mm-hmm. her prayer was not selfish and she was thinking mm-hmm. about us and even me, she hadn't even met me yet. Right. Um, and all the other kids and she thinks that's why he let her come back. And I just always think that's a crazy testament of her wow. faith. For sure. And, and for her to right. to see him, you know, in whatever way that he looks to her, for her to know that that was him, I just I always think that's crazy. The fact that he was such a big part of my life before my life was really even a life yes. in the first place. So, so for them who are questioning, <laughs> God is real. Turn to Jesus. Mm-hmm. You've been forgiven. Repent. Grow your relationship with the Lord. Walk in the righteousness and in the authority he has given you. Mm-hmm. Grow with him and he loves you endlessly. Don't let nobody tell you the wrong thing. <laughs> he loves you and he wants you to come to him. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so the next question is, when has your faith been at its lowest? Like, has there ever been a time where your faith wavered and you were like, mm-hmm. man, I don't know about this. Um, really when my grandfathers died, you know, especially my first one, both happened, both of their names were Eddie, but, um, it's crazy because, you know, Eddie on my mom's and then Eddie on my dad's side, Mm -hmm. well, on my mom's side, he was called Ed and then my dad's side, Eddie, but, um, you know, really, sorry, go ahead. Um, (laughs) really like, you know, my grandpa eddie's death really was like god why you know what i'm Mm -hmm. saying like why did he have to go during this time and you know he was such a light in my life and he was like my best friend like we went shopping together we watched tv together he would come and check up on me be like hey baby how's it going you know what i'm saying (laughs) and like he was literally my best friend he was like literally the light in my life and Mm -hmm. when he left i was i felt like that light had been taken away and this happened when I was about maybe nine years old. And um, I didn't understand the concept of death. And I thought death was just the end. But I did, you know, that foundational mm-hmm. understanding. I knew God was real. And I mm-hmm. knew that there was somebody higher than me. So I was like, why, God? Why, you know? And I really kind of onset, like, my sad years and things like that. Because shortly after, you know, my parents divorced. And, like, I was just like, everybody's leaving me. Why are you allowing this to happen, Lord? You know what I'm saying? And then a few years after that... And I believe 2016, my grand, my granddaddy Ed, he was diagnosed with stage four lung cancer. And that was a shock for the, everybody. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, he was diagnosed, like, I think, was it maybe, like, 
a month or three months before he died, mm-hmm. three to four months before he died. That's an estimate. And it was just like, oh my gosh, like why? You know what I'm saying? But now it's like, you know, I was so low in that. And I was like, Lord, like all of this stuff keeps happening to me and like some other things happened. And it was just like, Lord, you know, I was just like, why? You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? But now it's like I'm looking back at it and I realize that he allowed those things to happen to build me up and to strengthen me through his power and to show himself in me. Because if anything, the death of my grandfather really sparked my desire to go into like the field of medicine and ministry and things like that. Mm -hmm. Because it's like, you know, I can't I I, I can't stand to see people suffer. And it's like I want to help. You know what I'm saying? And it really sparked all of those things. But I would have to say that, you know, times mm-hmm. of great loss really was like when For my sure. faith was like really tested because mm-hmm. it was like, Lord, if this is happening to me, then why? Mm-hmm. But now it's like I'm realizing that, you know, it happened for me to be a testimony to others and, you know, encourage them that there is hope in the future. God is still with you, even in your darkest moments. Mm-hmm. And it also allowed me to strengthen, you know, my understanding of what God may be calling me to do mm-hmm. in this life. Because, you know, we're all here for a mission. You know what I'm saying? To glorify him ultimately because everything we do to the glory, do it to the glory of God. But, you know, it really gave me a glimpse or a slight understanding of what it is he does want me to do here. Right. Um, My faith has probably been at its lowest actually a few months ago. Um, Mm -hmm. Was it a few months ago? It was last year, but it was like late last year. Mm -hmm. I was on my way to church and I got into a car accident Mm. that wasn't even my fault. Wow. And unlike you, mm-hmm. um, I didn't see my car being totaled and me being okay as like a work of God and like mm. me, you know, like, you know what I mean? Like I didn't see yeah. that as like this amazing miracle and like I shouldn't question it and I should just be like, my car's totaled, mm-hmm. but I'm okay. Hip, hip, right. No, I was upset. Mm-hmm. I was actually so upset because one, it wasn't my fault. Two, it was like it was just so random and then it was the Mm -hmm. fact that i was on my way to church like really dude Uh, like knowing that Mm -hmm. you are the kind of god that you are you let me get into an accident that wasn't my fault where my car was totaled after all we went through Mm -hmm. to get the car and you're gonna let me get into this accident on the way to church after you know what we did to get that car after you know how we need that car and I was just like, dude, like, mm. come on, man. Like, me not doubting you is why I'm upset. Like, you you literally, divine intervention, hello. Like, you literally mm. could have stepped in in some way and, and made that not happen. But you did it. And I was really upset. And I was like, why would he? Mm. And, like, everyone else was like, like, my pastor, he was like, cars are replaceable. Like, you're not, like, what's important is right. that you were okay. Like, your car is total, but you're fine. Like, not a scratch. Mm-hmm. Like, the airbag went up like my car was smoking like everybody was like are you okay and i'm like i'm fine you know things like that so i don't know i just i just couldn't get jiggy with that for a minute i was just like mm. dude wow. you know what i mean and like everyone was like you're worried about the wrong things and i'm like no i think you guys are you're not hearing me i wasn't on the way to school or to a party or to, i was on my way to church to mm. church to worship you and serve you and you let me get into this accident right now Mm. and so i was just i was upset for a a little bit actually it wasn't that long because i'm so bad at holding grudges even against god but for a few days i was just like dude really like i remember i was like i'm not going to church no more obviously he don't want me at church because i was trying to drive to church and he let me get in this accident i just won't go no more you know Mm. and and i remember my mom was like (laughs) 
don't listen to her. Like, she'll know what she's talking about. And, and I remember praying and I was saying, um, like, even after I said it, I was like, I'm still upset with you. But, like, don't let me write a check with my mouth that I can't cash out. Because when you say those sorts of things to God and you, you get really upset, he has a very funny sense of humor and a way of showing you just how bad it could have been. So I was like, you know what? Mm. I don't really understand. And I'm still upset right now. But I will try to see the glasses half full. Like, my car was total, but I'm perfectly fine. There yeah. was nothing wrong with me. We still have another car to get to and fro so I really had to step out of myself because I feel like sometimes as Christians like we can be a bit arrogant too like we feel like God is supposed to do things for us but he's really not and so I I really had to get out of that mindset and I was like it would have been great if I didn't get into that accident but then if I didn't get into that accident right there maybe I wouldn't got into an accident on the highway and it would have been terrible and like I would have died and it was rainy out so like you know what I mean and or or maybe um I could have gotten to another accident somewhere mm. else and so maybe I got into that one so I didn't get into a fatal one somewhere mm. else down the line you know what I mean like sometimes we want God to be so so black and white and it's hard for us to understand that he's really just this huge area of gray and we can't understand everything that he does or everything that he's doing or everything that he lets happen and so I really had to break that whole like he's supposed to do this for me or like he has to do this for me because he really doesn't the fact that I was okay like no scratches um I didn't have to go to the hospital to get checked up I was a little sore but that's you know that comes with it I was perfectly fine and so I feel like um Mm -hmm. yeah I just had to see that that's what was really important and not the accident itself Mm -hmm. and Going off of what you said, like, that wasn't really when my faith was at its lowest. But, like, the first time I, like, questioned God, I was in, like, third grade. I was eight or nine, and my great-grandma died. Mm -hmm. And that was, like, my first experience that I had with death. Like, I knew that she was sick, but there nobody had ever really died, like, around me before, like, in my family. And I didn't really get a chance um, to know her the way that I would have liked um I used to go to her house in Kankakee with my grandma all the time and I remember seeing her and she was like this sweet old lady Mm. um but then she died and I was like why you know like I was I was really questioning God like why did she have to die and then it was so weird because I'd be like like I wonder if like she loved me or if she would have liked me if she would have got the chance to like see me grow Mm. up and things like that so like questions that really didn't pertain to like Mm -hmm. mirror the situation like I was asking and so like that was my first time questioning God like and I remember I was bawling like at her funeral Mm. and and like sometimes I didn't really even understand why because I really didn't know her mm-hmm. all that well like I knew her but I didn't like I can't tell you what yeah. her favorite color was or what um songs she liked to listen to or what were her hobbies like I couldn't tell you any of that I could just tell you that she was a sweet old lady named Rosemary and mm. she was my great-grandma and for whatever reason eight or nine-year-old me was not ready for her to go and mm. like and I, I still can't explain it really but um, yeah, I just think it was because that was my first yeah. experience with death, and so I didn't really understand. Yeah. And so that yeah. was, like, the first time I ever questioned God, and I was like, I'm confused mm. right now. You but know? a lot of times, like, going back to, like, the car accident thing, mm-hmm. I saw that as an attack from the enemy. Mm-hmm. Like, we have to realize that we wrestle against not flesh and blood, sure. but against spiritual wickedness, mm-hmm. powers, and high places, and things like that. And a lot of times... You know, the Bible talks about how the devil is prowling this earth like Mm -hmm. a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. 
So at any that's why the Bible talks about how we're supposed to be sober minded and mm-hmm. not drunk in the spirit so that we don't be caught off guard. Not saying that we right. were, you know, in the car accidents, but a lot of times the enemy tries to attack and has a certain agenda, mm-hmm. but God, you know, doesn't let it prevail. You know what I'm saying? Right. And so because personally in my car accident, and I can even speak for yours, like I think that that was possibly an attack from the enemy that mm-hmm. God protected mm-hmm. you and even me from mm-hmm. and my dad from. And, you know, regarding death, like, you know, because I didn't understand death in the past, like, I, I know death is, is inevitable. Literally, everybody we right. know right now is going to have a death yeah. day. You know what I'm saying? That's just a way of life. But not saying that, like, you're not, excuse, you're not excused, not saying that you're not excused to feel because, you know, we're mm-hmm. humans, we have emotions, we build relationships with people. And when they go, it's just like, whoa, right. wait a minute. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's okay to, like, have your feelings and right. things like that and, like, you know, mourn and have grief Mm -hmm. and all those things, you know, that's a natural response. But it really like allowed me even now to realize that, like I was saying before, Mm -hmm. there's so much more to us than just this life. And like, that's when I like to say the fingerprint of God Mm -hmm. was like planted in my life. And it was like, I'm trying to seek Mm -hmm. more. You know, yeah, more substance, sure. deep. You know what I'm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because I mean, even if you think about legacy, like you know, we have these these you know prominent people in the past mm-hmm. that have just you know done amazing things. But it's like their legacy will probably last for about at tops or at average two hundred years, mm-hmm. and then you forget about them. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like we're literally just specks in time. So it's like, why not hold on to the eternal father of lights right. from where every good thing comes? For sure. Talks about that in, in James. And, you know, look up to eternity mm-hmm. and like your eternal life and things like that. So, yeah. Yeah, I just for sure. That and I think I agree that like, um, maybe it was the enemy with the car accidents. Because yeah. it wasn't just me. That, like, like in that time frame, I know like three or four people, including me, that got into an accident mm. that go to my church. Mm. And Bruh. or are affiliated with people at my church. And I was Bruh. like, Jesus is out here letting these demons run amok. Like, I'm like, we're all Job. And he just letting the demons out. And <laughs> No, but look at Job. It was a mm-hmm. testing of his exactly. faith. Exactly. Although God, you know, he doesn't do stuff evilly. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you, you, he's God. He can't be evil sure. but we do have the enemy who's mm-hmm. aka satan mm-hmm. the accuser of the brethren mm-hmm. who does try to like do evil stuff but god ultimately you know comes through and is victorious like we're already victorious now we're walking from victory not mm-hmm. to victory because jesus he conquers sin death and the grave and has the keys of hell so he's over everything now you know what i'm mm-hmm. saying um so you know he has his people even in life and death because we got to recognize that you know as christians and as born again believers you know what i'm saying like the worst thing that can happen to us is it, no the bible talks about how we're not to fear the one who can take our who can kill our body mm-hmm. but the one who has control over like you know your body and like your life and things like that and you know where you end up eternally essentially you know people because of their own decisions you know god is like saying like oh you know um he's not like oh follow me or go to hell no he says follow me so you don't go to that place you know what i'm saying so fear him if anything because he has you know Mm -hmm. control over all of these certain things but we do have to recognize we have an enemy at hand who's bitter and wants everybody Mm -hmm. to come down there with him in the eternal like a fire book of revelations in time (laughs) prophecy um but yeah you know i I, that was a bit of a sidetrack but we have to you know realize those Mm -hmm. things and pray against you know acknowledge spiritual warfare and things like that and the knowledge that this life is 
you know, so fragile, which is why, like I said before, mm-hmm. hang on to God and things like that. Have your eternal life. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um. So what is God for you? What's the image you have for him? And I ask this because different people can have different images mm-hmm. of God. For one person, he can be a woman, more specifically a mother, or he can take the shape of a regular person mm-hmm. that acts as the imaginer's closest ally and friend. So when you think of God or you envision him, what is he or her or what are they? Um. God to me, you know, is like a bright light, like that is unimaginably like comprehensible you know Mm -hmm. what i'm saying he's just a light and i say he because he came in the form of a man Mm -hmm. jesus his son and um you know father son holy spirit god the holy Mm -hmm. trinity um and yeah really just i just imagine him as a bright light you know that is just so glorious Mm -hmm. and like that just sits over, you know, the Bible talks about how the earth is his footstool mm-hmm. and how he sits and like just in his glory and like intervenes with his children and, you know, helps us out and things like that. He's not like a dictator guy. He's like a loving God right. who wants to be a part of your life, who wants to help you out, who wants to be your strength in those weak times and in those trials, who wants to be your peace that not the world gives, but as he gives, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And so really, like, that's really it. But I do refer to God as a he, although he can be a mother, he could be a brother, a sister, Mm -hmm. whatever you need him to be, because he's just so broad. But Mm -hmm. I refer to him as a he because he did come in the form of a man. So, yeah. Yeah. But so, I see him as like a bright light that is just so glorious. Yeah, and for amazing. sure. I like that. I don't think I've heard that imagery before. And mm-hmm. um, I think I would also um, agree that I think of him as like a he, as you can see, like how I worded the question in the uh-huh. beginning, like before I said he, she, or they, like I do say him. Um, my idea of him would probably be like the image that we've been given, although he's not like bright, pale white, he's a mm. little darker. Um, <laughs> but oh, that's another conversation. That's another topic. That, y'all not ready for that yet? Um, but, um, yeah, I, I do imagine him as like a man, but like not an old white man with a beard like Santa right. Claus. Or like, yeah, not like he's that. like, I do see him as like Jesus, like God and Jesus yeah. are really like one being for yeah. me. Like, I know like the way to get to God is like through, through Jesus son. and yeah, using his son. name. But like, I do see them as being interchangeable. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I do see him as like Jesus, like the man that we've yeah, known, we got. To see, like the hair, the, you know what I mean? And oftentimes, like, I don't really even imagine God like that really. Like when I talk to him, it's just like his spirit that mm-hmm. that's like there and that's not really something you can see but like mm-hmm. if i need like a spiritual hug i do imagine like the no, jesus that we know and it. him like holding me and things like that so yeah that's probably my image yeah. for him and like with god like you know you have god the father god the son god mm-hmm. the holy spirit three persons mm-hmm. one that were that comes back to the nature nature of god essentially so that's kind of like how i see it Cause it's like the, it, the Bible talks about how the Holy Spirit intercedes with moanings and groans mm-hmm. that we there are like incomprehensible to us, and then the Son intercedes to the Father because we he we he is the bridge to God for right. us because of like the atonement of sins and all those things mm-hmm. through Him. And sorry, I was pressing it, <laughs> but yeah, that's kind of how like I, I I don't know when you mentioned like interchangeable that kind of reminded me of like the Holy Trinity and all mm-hmm. those things. So I just wanted to say that for sure. Um, we kind of touched on this earlier, actually, but if someone asks you how exactly you know that God is real, what would you say? Um, 
truthfully through testimony and then mm-hmm. through his word being made evident in my life. Mm-hmm. Like I remember there have been times in my life because following Christ is not easy, especially yeah, sure. in this perverse world that mm-hmm. is telling you to do everything that is really against God mm-hmm. and having to really deny that, you know, flesh that we're living in mm-hmm. and, you know, walk in the spirit. It's hard. But I remember saying to God, like, I don't know how to do this, Lord. Like, I don't, right. I don't have any help. Like, I don't know what to do. Like, I read the Bible. I do. I try to do this. And, like, you know, I was just pouring my heart out to him, like, being really honest, being really real. Because God mm-hmm. already knows what's going on. He just wants you to come to him. Right. Literally, he says, come to me, all ye, ye who are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And that very verse literally was brought was backed up by my experience because when I was praying to God, I was crying so much. I was just like pouring it out because I was so frustrated. I was like, I want to do right, but I can't. And all of these things because of this flesh. And it's Mm -hmm. just like, I felt such a peace Mm -hmm. come upon me. And like going back to what he said before, I give you peace, not as the world give, but as I give. Mm -hmm. And I I remember reading this quote, like peace is not only like evidence of like God, but Mm -hmm. it's of his presence. Mm -hmm. And when I was praying, I just felt the peace. And then it was like, it just wiped away all of my tears. And then he got me to read the word. And then, you know, his word, it was like relating kind of like to what I was going through or like different situations. And, you know, he worked through my mom a lot as a vessel, kind of similar to what you were saying earlier. And it was like. All right, guys. So we are back. We actually got cut off because we were recording for a long time Um, on this app. They cut you off at an hour. So, of course, there will be a part one and a part two. So, Kalina, if you'd like to start from where you left off, please feel free. But like I was saying, I was crying out to the Lord and he just gave me such a peace in the midst of that prayer to him and just like really pouring my, my, my heart out. And um, he really answered my prayer in like numerous amounts of ways. Mm -hmm. Like he answered it through, you know, using my mom as a vessel and things like that to talk to me and be like, okay, cleaning, addressing my problems Mm -hmm. I had. And even like through process, like, you know, the Lord, he doesn't forget our prayers. Sometimes we forget our prayers and what we say to him, but he doesn't. And he ends up answering them like, you know, in the way that he wants to. Mm -hmm. A lot of people think that God is some kind of genie and they work and he works off of their demands. Mm -hmm. No, boo, switch it around. We're working for him. (laughs) Right. You know, servants of the Lord. Of course, he's not going to be a dictator, obviously, but, you know, he, you know, he does things in the way that he chooses to, you Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? And answers in the way that he chooses to. Okay. (laughs) You're like, I'm done now. Um, if someone asks me how did I know God is real, um, I would say from experience. Yes, I feel like you testimony. really can't explain religion to people that haven't really had experience Absolutely. with religion. Because you could say, oh, he talked to me in the dream, or I heard his voice, or like when Miss Snow grabbed my hands, like I felt him, I knew that that was him, like working Sorry. through her. Like to people that aren't really faith filled just yet, like we sound like crazy people. No, yeah, you know, like, like the Bible talks about this: mm-hmm. how the spiritual things are foolish to right. the carnal mm-hmm. man or woman, and things like that. So. Yeah, so I feel like that's what we sound like. Like we sound like crazy people. Like mm-hmm. we need to be on meds, but like you really 
to understand God, like you really have to understand him for yourself. Like it has relationship. To be, exactly. It has to be your own personal experience yes. because I could take you to church, but I can't make you clap along to the song. Right. You I can can't lead a horse you, to water, but you but can't, can't make, make him, him drink. drink. Exactly. Yes. Like yes. I, I can take you to church and we can sing hymns, but I can't make you understand what the pastor is saying. I can't Absolutely. make you understand what Jesus is trying to tell you. And so having religion, having faith and being a Christian is really about your experience. Like I remember, um, <laughs> Obviously, my family is not rich. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Not yet, at least. We're working on it, but we are not. Um, We do struggle financially at times. Um, And Mm -hmm. I remember this one time in particular, I was at church Mm-hmm. And there was a man of God that was preaching that day and he called me up to the front and he like told me to hold my hands like this and he like put money like in my hands. Mm. Like and and like everyone in the church like volunteered to come up and like put money in my hands <laughs> and, and my dad always makes a joke about it. He's like nobody ever put money in my hands in church. Oh, like you know, like, you know right. what I mean? But just things like that, like that financial blessing was basically God telling me, like, I know you have some money problems, sis, but, like, money always finds me. Like, that's part of our proclamation that we say at church, like, money is looking for me. And in the midst of our struggles, like, there's never been a time where I could say that we, like, we've been down and out. But we were never down and out. Like, we were homeless, but we never missed a meal. Right. you know what i mean and God so i feel like provided. exactly yeah. always and so just things like that because who you know is is homeless but they're eating every night Absolutely. you know what i mean and it wasn't just me it was my mom it was my dad it was my older brother my older sister me my little sister so you know what i mean and so it's like who y'all know you know and so just right. just situations Experience. exactly just and situations mm-hmm, for you sure know, you see it like evident in your life mm-hmm. and like even in the actions of people like this book was written over 2,000 years ago. And, of course, the Bible is like a series of mm-hmm. little books that have been written thousands of years apart, right. but still has the same message. That's why I tell people all the time the Bible is absolute. Right. It's total. But it's like you see these things happening today, and it correlates with, you know, actions today mm-hmm. and things like that. So For sure. Yeah, definitely. So he's just, like, always been a parent in my life. And so, yeah, it's just experience. Like, anything I say, it's all just, like, my personal experience. Like, even when I'm at my lowest times now, like, and I just, I don't know who else to turn to. Because, like, I feel like I I can't really voice, like, what I need to say to, like, my parents or to, like, friends. Like, I go in the shower and I sit on the shower floor and I let the water run to me and I cry and Mm. I pray. And I'm right. like, if nobody else hears me, He's I know there. you hear me. Exactly. If nobody oh else is gosh, here, I know line. you're here. And I know that I don't have to say anything because you already know. And it's like, he he really is like my best friend. Like, I remember my sister. Yes, yes. Yeah, I remember my sister said before um, in church, because she ministers through music, actually. She sings at church. And I remember she was just saying that, like, like talk to him like he's your best friend because that's what he is yes. and like i've never related to something about god more because yes. he really is like i call him jay homie like he is my best oh, friend my goodness. You know I mean? I'm like what's up jay homie and until he tells me to my face that he doesn't have a sense of humor and i can't call him that jay homie it is you know what oh, i mean my goodness. and so i just have a relationship with him that's that's so personal mm-hmm. and like that's how i know that he's real absolutely you know and like it's like you can't make this stuff yeah, up exactly and you but can't. you have to experience it also Absolutely. like i feel like 
like that's what turns people off like so quickly when you try to like force christianity and religion on them because like you can't really force these concepts and these ideas and these beliefs because you really Mm. have to experience them you know and so yeah so that's just that's that i just feel like yeah he's real because like all the experiences that i've had and Mm. like just knowing that he's there and feeling his spirit and Mm. yeah things like that um so there's a saying that states two cannot walk together unless they agree do you think that you could walk with someone that you don't agree with um do you think that you could be friends with date or associate yourself with someone that is atheist or holds no religious beliefs at all um which would be a belief that is polar opposite from yours um i would have to say that you know i'm not gonna be prejudiced against somebody who's like you know Mm -hmm. who doesn't believe in what i believe like you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. we we live in a melting pot i guess but i would have to say like a lot of my close friends do believe Mm -hmm. in what i believe you know what i'm saying because it's like god is such a big part in my Mm -hmm. life not saying that i would isolate myself from people because you know right if i met like an atheist or i've had friends even in the past who didn't have the same faith as me i wasn't Mm -hmm. as strong in my in my faith but they knew where I stood. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I would like, you know, talk about the Lord and things like that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, plant little seeds here and there. Because, you know, the Bible talks about how he wants us to go out and preach the mm-hmm. gospel unto all the nations and things like that. Not force it, obviously. Mm-hmm. But, you know, just, you know, talk to people about it. So I wouldn't say that I would be like, oh, I don't want to be friends with you because you're an atheist. <laughs> no, I'm yeah, not going to do sure. that. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's, that's not being... Mm-hmm reasonable you know what i'm saying but i do have to say my closest friends Mm -hmm. are people who do you know value god and know who god is and things like that because if it's like you're gonna be my friend it's like we gotta talk about god you know what i'm saying similar with like relationships like i can't be you know with a guy who doesn't know anything about god or doesn't Mm -hmm. care about god because it's like wait a minute right um (laughs) then what are we what are we doing you know what (laughs) i'm saying so yeah that's kind of my answer to that no, for sure. Yeah. Um, I agree. I I would say that probably my closest friends do have some sort of understanding, yeah, understanding. of God, even if it's yeah. not like I am a diehard Christian, um, Jay Homie is my guy, even if it's like not to that point, the people that I associate myself with the most, they do have a decent understanding of God and like who he is and like what he means to me. Absolutely. And what yeah. he means to them, even if their faith isn't as strong. And I agree, like I, I never judge people for having different beliefs because if we all thought the same way and we all did the same things the world would be pretty boring yeah um i've actually had atheist friends um one of which actually attends the catholic school that we go to which mm. shows that you don't have to be in a catholic vicinity and have catholic beliefs mm. um i currently have a friend that is atheist and mm. she is a really good friend of mine but it doesn't have you know what i mean like mm. in certain situations like religion comes up and like you talk about it and you agree to disagree but like religion doesn't necessarily have to always be the basis of like your conversations or like your friendship so like you can you know you can have friends that may not have any religious affiliation at all friends that are atheists you know what i mean that doesn't mean that i have to be like you're wrong that doesn't mean that she has to tell me that i'm wrong we just you know um as far as relationship wise i did used to talk to a guy that was atheist actually it did not work out um (laughs) 
Kawinky Dink, maybe. For sure. But I do think when it comes to like a serious relationship, when you get to talking about like marriage and like kids and things like that, I feel like having differing religions may cause like some issues. But I feel like that's for you to work out. Like um, my sister used to talk to this Muslim guy, and it wasn't a big deal. It's like I'm Christian, he's Muslim. Like maybe we'll switch off like every other week and sometimes they go to um the mosque sometimes they go to my church you know like things like that like compromise but to be a person that does affiliate yourself with a religion and you date someone that does not you get serious you talk about marriage and like children like um I was watching this show and they just like it was such a divide amongst them actually because he was like I don't want the kids like at church at all like I don't want to get married in the church like none of that and she was like well I do so things like that like I do believe that two cannot walk together unless they agree to a certain extent mm-hmm. but I feel like when it comes to like acquaintances and like friends like I I you know like I said I have a good friend um of mine now that's a part of my scholarship she's atheist and we're we're cool so mm. yeah like with relationships like I said the Bible talks about how we got to be equally mm-hmm. yoked because like you know I see if you're dating like right. you're planning to get married right. you know what I'm saying so it's important to like be equally yoked because marriage is like a soul kind of thing you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying like so yeah that part mm-hmm. I think that you know whoever you are dating if you are a christian or if you do follow the lord in spirit and truth and all of those things like you know they should have a foundation of god they should understand who god is and things like that and you know y'all grow together whatever the case may be but um you know regarding like acquaintances and stuff mm-hmm. like that like you know i i even know people who don't mm-hmm. believe you know talk to people and things like that who don't mm-hmm. and it's like i'm not gonna like you know push them aside and be right. like i don't want to talk exactly. to you you know what i'm saying that's not my place yeah so all i could do is be like this is what i believe exactly you know what i'm saying What whatever happens you know mm-hmm. if you choose to you know also believe as well that's cool but as long as you know i'm doing my part and things like that that's kind of what i look at it as for sure so yeah um, we also kind of touched on this, but um, how would you describe your current relationship with God? And do you think there is room for improvement? Um, my current relationship with God is good. Definitely there's growing room because a lot of times, like, you know, sometimes I don't feel like reading the Bible. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I don't feel like, you know, praying. And it's like I have to resist that fleshly desire and really get in the spirit because mm-hmm. the Bible talks about how the flesh is weak, but the spirit is willing and so definitely more discipline mm-hmm. in my relationship with God and things like that. And, you know, more um, growing, you know, life is a journey, you know, it's just like it, having a relationship with God is just like having a relationship with somebody else. Like, let's right. say, oh, you guys are first, you know, starting off, you know, not making anything sexual or anything mm-hmm. like that. But, you know, you have an understanding of who this person is. But as time progresses, you mm-hmm. have an even deeper understanding and an even deeper progression in your relationship, you know. So that's mm-hmm. kind of how I see it. And, you know, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I felt like, I don't know if I was going to say something else, but I was like, okay, that's okay. Um, I would also describe my current relationship with God as being really good. Like I said, I'm at a juncture and at a place in my life where um, I have... Um, my own personal relationship with him and like I know who he is for myself 
Um, but there is definitely room for improvement. Um, I am not apt about being in my Bible the way that I probably should. Mm. Um, as you can see, I do know a good amount, but can always be more. Um, my dad, he knows the Bible forward and backwards, backward and forward. And that's, I feel like how we should strive to be because to be a Christian, sometimes there are moments where, exactly where you have to like, Exactly. Know his word yeah, and know him. And if you don't know about... his word, then you can't really right, know him. Right, because I see people who are like, oh, I'm a Christian, but I don't read the Bible. I said, how does that work? Um, how does that? Exactly. You know, because so. he said in the beginning was his word, mm-hmm. and the word was with God, and mm-hmm. the word was God. Period. He is his word, you know? Exactly. So, That's how we get to know him. Yeah, so I could definitely get into my Bible more than I do now. I'm not like, I don't. Um, I'm not at the point where like I never touch the Bible or mm-hmm. never look into it, but I could definitely get into mm. it more. And I'm super honest and open about that because, you know, I, I'd hate to lie and then someone be like, all right, tell me this verse and this chapter and what that said. And I'd be like, whoa, sounds like you're in my business, you know? Oh. <laughs> but no, my relationship with God is really good right now. Like I said, um, I know him for myself and I've been trying to hear him more clearly um like with my podcast episodes i publish them on sunday oftentimes when i'm not late y'all in my business don't do that um, but um and then i remember like my mom like every week she asks me on like monday or like tuesday or wednesday like what are you talking about this weekend and i'm like i really don't know and she thinks i just don't want to tell her but oftentimes i really don't know until mm. like saturday or early sunday morning and um i remember i was having like a brain fart one of the weeks and i was like how am i gonna have this podcast if i can't come up with new topics every week you know and Mm -hmm. so i was like sitting in the chair and i was like trying to come up with something and i was like that's my problem i'm trying to come up with something and so i took a moment to like relax and i was like all right, God, now I'm getting the feeling you want me to have this podcast and, and do these episodes. So, like, I need you to give me these ideas because mm. I can't give you episodes and do this in your glory if I have nothing to talk about. So, yeah, so I've really just been trying to lean not to my own understanding and just let him work with me and, and talk to me and feeling his spirit and things like that um so the next question is how has your faith been beneficial to you in order to strongly believe in something it has to personally affect you in some way so what does faith add to your life or what does god add to your life um truthfully he adds substance to my life and value because i used to when i didn't really walk with god and Mm -hmm. you know live out that christian faith I used to be very insecure, very, like, you know, self-critical of myself. Be like, I'm this, I'm that, and things like that. But he's really showed me, you know, the worth that's in me, you know what I'm saying? And the beauty that it is in me and as in all his creation, you know what I'm saying? And, of course, his greatest creation here on earth, which is us, because we're made in his image, his likeness, and things like that. And, you know, he's really added a lot of, like, substance, a lot of joy in my life. You know, I used to be very sad all the time. joy you know a lot of peace you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. he's like i'm i'm working on like getting out of this like anxiety kind of thing mm-hmm. you know he's giving me a lot of peace and he's training me how to like work in that and work mm-hmm. out of that because you know the bible talks about how we shouldn't be anxious for nothing but in everything through prayer and supplication and thanksgiving make your requests known to god and all of those things and the 
peace of God that surpasses all understanding will come upon you and things of that nature. But um, yeah, really just a lot of a lot of really good things, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And you know, a lot of like, you know, good affirmations of like who I am, the eternity that is <laughs> above and coming through and things like that. And I always say like Jesus, he's the love of my eternity. People talk mm-hmm. about love of my life. No, scratch that. Love of eternity. <laughs> And he's really taught me what love is. So, yeah. And it's teaching me still. I'm not about to sit here and be like, yeah. I got it all down packed. But he's definitely, like, training me and things like that. And, like, allowing me to learn a lot of stuff. Yeah, you know? for sure. Um, yeah. He adds, like, um, like, for me, he adds, like, a personal friend for me that, like, I can talk to. Because, like, oftentimes, like, I'm always the friend that's, like, there for advice and things like that and letting everyone know that, like, it's a safe space free of judgment. But um, I normally shy away from having those conversations with, like, my close friends. So, like, God is that for me because, like, I know that, like, I can tell him whatever it is. I know he already knows. I know that he'll probably have the best answer that I can get. So, like, mm. that that's what he asked for me. And then in those dark times when, like, we're really struggling and things like that, like, I know he's there. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think you would be any different if you didn't believe in God? Like, is there Absolutely. anything? For sure. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm telling you, I would not have, like, been where I am. Like, I would have been in a very, very dark space if I didn't have God. I would have been very not put together, not, huh, to be honest, I don't even... To be honest, I don't even think that, um, you know, without God, I wouldn't even be here. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, I wouldn't even be alive right now, you know, if we're, if we're really being for real, for real. Because mm-hmm. he has just been such a, he's been literally everything in my, every good thing, like everything in my life. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's, without God, I would not be in a good predicament. Right. I'm going to just be a hundred. I really wouldn't, so. No, for sure. I probably wouldn't either. There would probably be a lot of things that I shouldn't do that I was doing if if I didn't have God. You yeah. Know? Um, I would probably be in a really bad headspace, too, because it'd be like there's no light at the end of the tunnel and there's no hope. You know what I mean? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I would be very, very low, if not not even here. You know, Definitely. Because I, ooh, girl. <laughs> It's been a I'm already knowing. Um, mm-hmm. So why do you think there are so many people our age that turn away from or shy away from God? Um, I think it's because, you know, this is going, I think it's because he's such like a complex topic. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're living in this materialistic society that like it's like oh if you have money Mm -hmm. you got it all or oh if you have this you got it all so constantly all these different distractions telling you if you get this you have it all if you get this Mm -hmm. you have it all kind of trying to push god out of the main thing which is who you need Mm -hmm. and you know our our generation has social media now my parents tell me this all the time like you know what how we grew up is completely different from how you guys grew up. Like we didn't have all the mm-hmm. social media. We were more present in all of those things and in different instances. And, you know, I just think that like the constant distractions kind of push people away. And also like, I think that, you know, in the past, you know, the church could have possibly done mm-hmm. a better job in like really having God in society and things mm-hmm. like that and teaching young people. And, you know, really just, um, yeah, that's my answer to that. But I do think that, you know, we're entering an era Gen Z, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, of where God is coming 
into like our society and like more people are getting to know him at like mm-hmm. younger ages like for instance boom gang you got china and mcclain mm-hmm. you got all of these other people who are like wait a minute i want more than this i want more than what you know i was putting into this materialistic life and like like i said that's where the fingerprint the whatever the case may be of god mm-hmm. comes in and he reveals himself and things like that so yeah yeah for sure i feel like when people our age get past the fact that there's like this man that's like quote unquote telling us what to do and like i can't do this or else it's a sin or like i'm not supposed to do that i feel like once we get past that and feeling like we're not as free as we like to be i feel like really it's like the christians that are a part of christianity that turn us away because we we actually touched on this earlier you have the older christians that are like you can't do this and you can't do that or if you dress that way then you know what i mean like they make spirit. it seem yeah they make it seem like a prison sentence like mm. i remember we're really my pastor, we're set free exactly like you know? i remember um or or they see like older christians that are like judgy and they're like that's not really the crowd i want to be a part of or like you come in the church and you see that they're looking at you like what are they doing here like i know what they were doing over the you know mm-hmm. like things like that and i feel like that's what turns them off because you're telling me that this is supposed to be this amazing light-filled religion that makes me feel free and loved and and you're telling me i can't be here because my skirt isn't at my ankles or you're telling me i can't be here because i went to the club on saturday night before i woke up to come here on sunday morning and i remember i touched on this um in a video i did for my pastor and he was just asking me about like millennials and like religion and things like that and that's really not what christianity is like there are some things that like you know morally you have to stick to but it's not like a prison sentence the way that a lot of people make it seem yeah like they feel like like i'm young like i want to have fun and you can have fun and be a christian like jesus turned water into wine you Mm -hmm. know what i mean and i remember i said that and one of the ladies at my church was like well um i don't agree he just don't want you to get drunk yeah he was like he was like he was like jesus turned water into wine but like he didn't drink it i I didn't say he drank it but if it was really that much of a problem he never would have turned water into wine and like she missed my point my point wasn't, you know, like drink wine, yay, woohoo. It was mm. being a Christian doesn't necessarily mean you can't have fun. Jesus said don't drink to get drunk because greed is one of the seven deadly sins. He didn't say you couldn't drink. He didn't say mm. you couldn't go to a party. I'm sure Jesus danced at the wedding. He enjoyed yeah. the music. He I had mean, a David good time. danced. Exactly. David. And he played instruments and he enjoyed himself. And so Christianity isn't about cutting yourself off from the world it's about not overindulging in the world or like being set apart i think a lot of people you know think that oh if i'm a christian like you know i'm not you know cool or whatnot but it's like wait a minute you're serving the king of kings and the lord of lords don't let the enemy fool Mm -hmm. you and think that this temporary life is you know what you need because a lot of the times we get so um what is the word uh captivated or kind of like you know indulged Mm -hmm. in thinking oh this is going to give me satisfaction this is going to give me this this is going to give me that from the world and eventually you mean you're left feeling still empty from constantly going to those different things and i think that like you know that message probably needs to be taught a bit more and like rather redirecting people to god and realizing he will give you the eternal eternal satisfaction you need but don't expect to get the satisfaction while you're still trying to indulge fully in the world because he tells us that we're supposed to be lights of this Mm -hmm. world in this dark world and we're supposed to be salts of the earth Mm -hmm. too what is this what is salt if it's lost the seasoning you know what i'm saying 
And so, you know, I also think, you know, a very religious spirit has kind of turned people away mm-hmm. too. And people don't realize this, you know, the Pharisees and the Sadducees, like they were holding a religious spirit. Yep. They didn't even know the son of man exactly. when he was right in their face because mm-hmm. they were so wrapped exactly. up like in. like being overly religious. Like being, you can't have fun. Like you have to dress this way. You have to do this, this way. You have yeah. to do that, that way. It's like giving people a strict play-by-play to go by. And, I, and that's, that's not appealing to young people. And it's not like... Not everything is going to be appealing to us, especially about religion and about like what it takes to to follow Christ in general. But um, yeah, you know, it, it's not as strict and it's not as harsh as like a lot of people make it seem. You know, like and God's like, not a dictator. He's you not know, exactly. He's not. He's a loving God, but like he he has standards. You know exactly, what I'm saying? and I mean, to... everybody has standards. Yeah. I mean, yeah. even parents have standards, jobs have standards. Right. It's the same difference, really. Right, and he's only he only says certain. Yeah, he only says certain things in his word. Like, I mean, we can go to the Ten Commandments and things like that for the betterment of you. He doesn't want you to get jacked up. You know what I'm saying? And so, you know, for instance, you know, thou shalt not commit adultery, things like that. He doesn't want you to have to deal with, you know, possibly sleeping with somebody that you weren't meant to sleep with and then feeling empty on the inside. Mm -hmm. And for instance, thou shalt not steal. He doesn't want you to be, you know, committing a sin against somebody else who's probably worked super hard for what they have. You know what I'm saying? And so, you know, that's just two of them. But, you know, we have to realize something that, like, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, but he has come to wash us clean. And, like, mm-hmm. of, of these trans- transgressions and things like that. And so I think, like I said, this eternal message needs to be possibly taught more. Mm-hmm. And it'll it'll have people kind of understand a bit better. You know what I'm saying? That, like, you know, following God is dope. <laughs> what are you right. talking about? You know what I'm saying? Like, we got eternal life, boo. Right. Shoot, I want to, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to, you know, make it seem like, you know, oh, this and that. But, you know, it's fun, mm-hmm. you know. For sure. Um, Why does God let bad things happen if he has the ability to stop them? I feel like this is a question that a lot of people have yeah. when it comes to, like, um, quote unquote, like defending Christianity, I feel like like that's like the number one question. Like, if your God is so loving and He's so amazing, like why would He let like babies get kidnapped and like murder happen and things like that? So, okay, so we live in a fallen world, mm-hmm. and this happened. We can go all the way back to Genesis, like when Adam, you know, ate of the fruit, the world fell. Mm-hmm. So sin entered the world. Terrible things happen here. You know what I'm saying? And it's very unfortunate. And obviously, God doesn't like sitting there and watching this happen. You know what I'm saying? Like, he wants the best for us. But a lot of the time, mankind's own sinful desire, Mm -hmm. you know, gets in the way. And like, you know, they or I'm going to say, you know, mankind, you know, kind of like, you know, enforces a lot of this terrible stuff Mm -hmm. upon them, upon ourselves, in a sense. And, you know, Jesus, he calls us to be like, step out of this desire. You know what I'm saying? And like, you know, um, I think that a lot of people, sorry, I think that, you know, God doesn't obviously want certain things to happen. Bad things, obviously, you know, if it was God, you know, God's will is for, is not for everyone to perish, but for all to reach repentance and have eternal life with him and things like that. But um, I think that a lot of the time bad things do happen is because of man's own desire. And like I said, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. A lot of, you know, bad spirits that are, you know, operating. But also, in a sense, like when bad things do happen to people, like that could be a testimony in the future that can also help somebody else. You Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? So that's my kind of like compartmentalized (laughs) answer to that, I guess you could say. 
Yeah, for sure. Um, I would say, first of all, we all have free will. So yeah, and a like, lot of people exactly. do, do not use exactly. that free will the right way. Exactly. Yes. Um, so it's really people that people. are responsible for yes. most of the bad things yes. that happen in the and world. people don't like accountability. Exactly. Account- accountability is needed, most definitely, especially sure. when you do something bad. Mm-hmm. And I would say that I feel like when God, quote-unquote, lets bad things happen in the world... And to us, it's really just a test of our faith because anybody would follow God if he's like, oh, I'll give you all this money and you'll have no problems in life. Like you'll never feel sad or pain or like angry or like world peace and things like that. It's it's easy to love someone and to follow someone when you have the promise of everything going your way. But what God wants is the same unconditional love that he gives us. That means he wants to know who's going to love him when they get into car accidents or who's going to love him when their lights get turned off or when they're homeless or when things just don't seem to be going their way. He wants to know who can still say, you know what, God, like uh, this situation, exactly. This situation is not ideal. And I can't say that I'm feeling too hot right now, but I still love you because I know that you will pull me out of this. Like, even though I'm really struggling right now and I probably should be questioning you, I won't do that. Like, I still love you in the midst of, like, the troubles. You know, Mm. I feel like that's what that's for. Because that's not unconditional love. Like, I could love you because you do things for me. Of course. Anybody will love anybody. Exactly. That's conditional. Yeah, and Jesus teaches us about Mm -hmm. how we should love our enemies because Mm -hmm. that allows us Mm -hmm. to practice unconditional love. Because if you love those who loved you, what reward is that? Exactly. You know, he talks about that in Matthew. But also, like, I think that um, I was just about to say something before you... While you were talking, Lord, if it be your will, bring it back to my mind. (laughs) Um, But also when you brought up free will, Mm -hmm. a lot of times people are like, well, why doesn't God just stop them from doing this? It's like, then he will be imposing on your free will. Then y'all will be complaining about, oh, God is dictating what I do and all this stuff. So it's just like, you know, he's not going to go back on his word. When he says he's going to give you free will, he's going to give it to you. And he gives us a a, kind of like guidance, which is literally the Holy Spirit Mm -hmm. that allows us and gives us the range and gives us the ability to make the right decisions and, you know, live in in the image, you know, that he has called us to and brought us back to, um, you know, rightfully. And, um, yeah, I just lost my train of thought. But does that make sense? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, and some people, they don't have the holy spirit in right. them, and they decide on their own will they decide on their own no i want to do this exactly and so yeah all right well, i'm not gonna go back on his word i mean right. obviously he doesn't want you to be doing bad stuff mm-hmm. but unfortunately people who have their own free will do and you know accountability just needs to be taken with that yeah definitely. for sure so there's anyone out there who is in between faiths right now who are leaning towards giving up christianity or aren't sure if they should join the flock what would you say to them um, I would say to them, Jesus said he is the only way, the truth, and the life. And nobody comes to the Father except through him. You know what I'm saying? And I would just say to him, say to those people that don't don't give up on Jesus because mm-hmm. he wouldn't get up, give up on you. He gave himself literally for you so that you can have eternal life and not eternal damnation. If, and if people who don't don't believe in that sense... Just think about just think about life in general mm-hmm. and see how, you know, like I was saying earlier, fragile it is and how, you know, temporary it is. And think about, you know, is there more to this? You know what I'm saying? And if you do have questions about that, I recommend because I had that question and I turned to God and he gave me the answer. 
So I'm going to just tell you from my personal experience and testimony that if you do like have some in- inklings of like this, there being more to this fragile life or like, you know, just sitting and thinking about there being more to this, turn to God and he will answer you. He said, those who come to me, <clears throat> sorry, excuse me. <laughs> He said, um, knock and ye shall find, you know, knock on the door and the door shall be open to to you. You know what I'm saying? So, um, you know, just just come to him. That's my main advice. For sure. Um, If there's anybody that's leaning towards giving up Christianity, I would say try to stick it through. We've all and we'd be liars if we said otherwise. We have all been at a place in our faith where Mm -hmm. we really questioned if this is really where we need to be or if Christianity is really it or, you know, if God is really who he says he is. We've all been there. Uh So I would challenge you to try and stick it through. and, And the same things that you feel like God isn't doing for you, what aren't you doing for him? You know, let, let's be honest about this. Um, Our relationship with God is exactly that. It's a relationship. It goes two ways. Do you read your Bible? Do you really try to be the best you that you can be? When he whispers in your ear, do you turn away or do you listen? Um, And if you're thinking about joining the flock, I would just say try us out. Don't yes. knock it till and you try you, it. And if you don't know where to start, start in the book of John. I just made a post about this on my Instagram because, you know, a lot of people, they'd be like, oh, you only live once, enjoy it. How about eternity is long, you know, prepare <laughs> for it. You know what I'm saying? And the way is Jesus. He said he's the only way, truth, and the life. And this is coming from his word, mm-hmm. which is him and things like that. So, yes, if y'all are curious, start with the book of John. It gives a great foundation and things like that. So, yeah. Nice. All right. I know you have to go. So this is the last question. Drum mm-hmm. roll, please. Is there anything extra that you wanted to say that you thought of before but you didn't get a chance to or you're thinking of right now? Just any extra tidbits, you know, that you wanted to drop any knowledges of spiritual wisdom you want to give the people? Uh-huh. Um, my main thing that I could say to you guys is, y'all know I talk a lot, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to keep this short and simple. But my main thing I could possibly say to you guys Holy Spirit, um, is, um, keep hope. You know what I'm saying? This, this world is very, you know, a lot of bad things happen in it. But my number one thing is keep hope in God that regardless of the terrible things that happen, he got you at the end of the day. And if you don't know God, maybe today will be the day that you come to him and that you are curious. And like I said, Uh, My advice to you is start in the book of John. If you don't have a Bible, they have the Holy Bible app on your phone that you can download. Um, Good versions are New King James Version, ESV, things like that. Um, But really, like, my number one thing is if you're struggling, seek God. If you have questions about certain things, seek him. He has the answers for you and will answer in his due time and things like that. And he loves you dearly. He sent his only son, the father sent his only son, Jesus, to die for you so that you could be reconciled with him. Don't get too wrapped up in the idea of it being a religion, but rather being a relationship with God mm-hmm. and trust in him with all your heart and lean not onto your own or your understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will guide you and direct your path into wherever it is he needs you in your life. And he loves you eternally. 
Mm-hmm. And the last thing I want to say is just that we never said that like religion or like holding these beliefs is easy, but nothing worth gained is ever easy. So I don't want you guys to shy mm-hmm. away because it sounds like you may have to go through some stuff. You have to go through some stuff anyway. Anyway, so, this is life. Bro. Exactly. So you might as well go through some stuff for a purpose. So. With that being said, that is all for this episode. I will see you all next week. Make sure you tune in to all the new episodes. Like, share, follow, all that good stuff. Another thank you and shout out to my girl Kalina. Yes. This is so fun. Even though we're literally in the freaking sauna. (laughs) It's so hot in here. Um, But yeah, special shout out to you for being the special guest of today's Mm -hmm. episode and answering all of these questions so eloquently. You all can follow her on Instagram at Kalina Abigail, K-E-L-E-N-A. Abigail, um, she also has her own business. Oh, she sells homemade body butter. So make sure y'all go support that black-owned business. You can can (laughs) find her business page on Instagram at Kalina's Charm. I already spelled Kalina for you. And you all can also follow me on Instagram at I underscore am underscore Noadia. N-O-A-D-I-Y-A-H. And remember, if no one has told you today, I love you and I mean it. Ain't no stopping me now. Come Stay on. with me. Why? Because Nono's on the move. <laughs> See you <laughs> on next episode. Bye, guys. Bye.